of Runs with Dogs. I'm Jen, joined as always by Jared Dad. Run, 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 run. <laughs> I mean, as always, because it's episode three of Runs with Dogs. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, as it's so far, so good. Been there for all of them. Good job. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this week I ran the 4x4x48, which is a workout that I have been planning for a so six months. Weird. For a long time. And finally was able to do it. So I thought it's weird. I would talk about it. It's the weird thing. I mean, it, yeah, it just, just shows how weird ultra running is. Yeah, so the, the 4x48, 4x4x48, I wouldn't say it's a traditional workout, but I had come across it on like a trail and ultra running Facebook group that I'm part of. So the workout is every four hours, you run four miles for 48 hours. <laughs> and so it ends up being 48 miles, right? Because every four hours, you run four miles. So it's basically one mile per hour average. Um, yeah. So I, when I had read about it, I was like, that's awesome. And I'm totally going to do it. And the idea is that it, it gets you to cover a lot of distance. It gets you used to running when you're tired. It gets you used to running with sleep deprivation. And one thing that ultra runners do sometimes, like when you have to do these big days, right, go run 30 miles in a day. Sometimes people don't have time to run 30 miles straight. And so they'll run, you know, 15 in the morning, 15 in the evening. And you kind of get the same benefit from breaking the workout up into pieces and so this is sort of an extreme version of that it's kind of nutty so my 100 miler training uh i am reattempting my sort of final attempt at 100 miles i think uh is in a race at the end of august so i am right in the peak of training right now and my schedule had me doing what's called a simulated 50 miler which is you can go run a 50 mile race if you want to, or come up with something that approximates that. So when I was training for the keys 100, I had done a 12 hour run. Uh, if you follow me on Jen runs with dogs, you saw me tweeting like all day I was running all day. And, uh, and this time I was like, well, I'll do the four by four by 48. GR dad was not there. I was down in the keys. I had, you know, plenty of time, didn't have any meetings or anything. It was going to work great. And, uh, it sounds like a good idea at noon at 4 PM, but then it starts getting dodgy <laughs> at 8 PM yeah. midnight. You're really not such a good idea. And then there's a 4 AM one two 4 AM one. So I thought I would start at 4 AM. So my idea was, you know, you can do it whenever. So I was like, I'll start at 4 AM because like that's, it's going to be sort of painful to get up at 4 AM, but that's not that much earlier like there's days where i get up at six because the dogs are up there are races where i'll get up at four so it's going to be a slightly short night but that's fine and then so i'll run at 4 a.m 8 a.m noon 4 p.m 8 p.m midnight and all that's fine i'm always still up at midnight and then i'll have a 4 a.m run the next day which is gonna suck but then 8 a.m noon 4 p.m., 8 p.m., midnight, and then I'm done. And so I get a full night of sleep. So basically it's one super messed up night of sleep as opposed to, say, if I started at noon, then I would have two totally messed up nights of sleep. So the first night I set my alarm for 3.45 and I wake up and there is lightning everywhere. And if you listen to the Golden Ratio podcast from last week, you heard my story of how I almost got struck by lightning being outside with hops. And so I am very sensitive to these kind of crazy lightning storms that have been popping up. It's real. 
It is. And, and I mean, especially the last week has just been a tumultuous week in the Keys for thunderstorms. And there is just constant lightning at 4 a.m. And I was like, I can't, you know, 3.45 a.m. I cannot go out in this. And so was not especially sad to go back to sleep. I, I would like to have started then, uh, but instead started at 8 a.m. And so I ran whatever, 4.2 miles. And then I ran four miles at noon. And then I ran a very hot four miles at 4 p.m. Uh, and then 8 p.m. decided to run six miles just because the the spot that I had picked, like it naturally is five. And I was like, well, stretch it to six. That'll make up a little bit for the race or for the run that I missed at 4 a.m. And so at that point, I'm like, this is going to be a four by 48 ish. Like in my mind, I was like at exactly the every four hours, I'm going to go run exactly four miles. And it became clear pretty quickly that other things were in store for me. And so I was just going to make sure I got in the miles and kind of do it as best as I could. So I ran six then, and I was like, so that is half made up for what I missed yet, uh, at 4 a.m. And then at midnight, I go out, and I was tired at that point, but I'm feeling okay, and uh, start running. And of course, it is very dark at midnight, and I got my headlamp on, and I'm like, I'm just going to run around my neighborhood, right? Run on like residential streets where normally I'm running kind of in the wilderness, the Florida Keys preservation space, totally dark, lots of animals, so many spiders that you don't notice until you have your headlamp on because they glitter in the headlamp. Uh, I try to keep the headlamp off and just run by the starlight most of the time because there's so many spiders. So many eyes are looking at you. They do. They sparkle. Like if you've ever gone into like a Tiffany, they've got like these really cool (laughs) lights at the top that, you know, these very small focused lights. And so all the diamonds like glitter like crazy at Tiffany because the lighting is shining on them in exactly that way. That's what the spider's eyes are like in a headlamp. And so you're running down the street and there's just these like sparkly diamond spider eyes everywhere. Uh-huh. So I try to keep the light off. Things you don't want to know. That that does come back to haunt me later in this story. Uh, so yeah, I go out for the first midnight run and uh and there's lightning and then there's more lightning and more lightning and to the point where i'm like ducking at points and or there'd be lightning and i'd be like <gasps> like that was really close and so eventually i like end up going home so i made it not quite 3 miles at midnight and i'm like it's the best i can do i'm not going to get struck by lightning just so i can say i ran all four this is very sensible yes yeah, yeah. so the alarm goes off at 3:45 and the lightning is still going like crazy. Again, I was not especially sad Too to go back bad. to sleep. <laughs> oh, damn, there's lightning going back to sleep. So hard to not run. Yeah. Um, though, you know, that was going to be sort of the big sleep deprivation test. So part of me is a little sad that I missed it. A lot of me was really happy to just be like, oop, too much lightning going back to bed. Um, anyway, got up at 8 a.m., ran that ran at noon, ran at four. And man, I was tired at that point. Uh, The interesting thing about doing this kind of thing is that like, you know, by 4 p.m., I had run 40 miles, which is a really long way to run. And if you run that all at once, 
you just kind of keep going the whole time and you're just kind of shuffling by the end. You're not running very fast, uh, but you just keep going. And an interesting thing about doing it like this in chunks is that, you know, after you've run, say, 25, 26 miles, 30 miles, the stuff that would hurt if you were running it all at once still hurts, but you cool down in between. And so then getting going again is really tricky because like for me, the main soreness that I have is like around my hips and like the top of my pelvis, like that's where I have my weaknesses and that's the thing that hurts. So it's like, oh, this was sort of hurting when I was running and now I've cooled down for two hours and now it's really hurting and I got to start running again. Uh, so that was a, an interesting kind of part of it. Uh, I was really tired and I was really ready to be done and thunderstorms are starting to roll in at that point. And I'm like, well, I can't stop, right? I need to finish this. I'm going out for my 8 PM run. I have two runs left, the 8 PM and the midnight I had on the second day, I had run everything longer. I'd basically run a little over six miles on every one instead of four to make up for the two missed 4 a.m. runs, right? So I'm trying to make up mileage. So I'm running six, six and a half miles on every run. So on the second day, I'm running a lot farther than I was running on the first day. And so it comes time for the 8 p.m. run. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go out at noon because there's all these thunderstorms, these kind of violent thunderstorms popping up, not necessarily where we are, but you can see all the lightning from them. It's really flashy. I'm looking at the radar, you know, three keys up. There's a big, you know, there's a Mariner's warning. There's a big thunderstorm. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to run all eight now. I'm going to crank it out. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to run the eight miles now. And, uh, went out saw a water spout. I sent your dad the video of that, um, which was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't actually see it touching down on the water, but you could see it like, you know, water spouts are all crazy because they're not like tornadoes where they, tornadoes like mostly go like from the cloud straight-ish down to the ground. Water spouts like take these big, weird, curvy paths and eventually get down there into the water. Um, this one had lifted back up off the water, but you could see the whole trail of it, like kind of horizontal across the sky and then curving down. It was very cool. Um, yeah. It's not Sharknado. No, no, that's true. Uh, so yeah, that was good. And so, uh, spiders, headlamp. Yes. So this is the problem. I was running out on the road where I have seen many, many spiders before. And it was, the sun sets at like 820. And so it was light when I left. And by the time I had gone four miles and had to turn around, it was dark. My headlamp comes with a red light option. So instead of having the white light on, you can turn the red light on. And that's good because the white light attracts all kinds of bugs. What I did learn is that the red light attracts lightning bugs. So oh. they, there are lightning bugs down in the keys. They're still out, which is weird because they were out you know, in May too, yeah. uh, here we only get them for a, a short amount of time. And, uh, and so I was coming back over the bridge by Sammy's Creek landing, which if you follow me, this is where I post like the, like full Atlantic ocean, like to the horizon shots. That's my favorite spot to go. And there's a bunch of lightning bugs out. And one of them is like, I can see it in front of me and you can tell it was looking at my light. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to see what happens. So I just stopped. And it comes closer and closer and closer. And so it's like lighting up this yellow green, but 
it is lit up red by my light, right? So it's like this kind of red glowy bug with its own like yellow glowy parts and eventually just landed on my headlamp. Oh. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're coming with me now because <laughs> I'm going to start running now. Um, so that was pretty cool. Passenger. I had like a little lightning bug boyfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the thing with the red light is that you can see a little bit, but you can't see very much. And so I start running and part of the road down there, I mean, it's a mostly unused road. There's, you know, four houses down there or something and then it dead ends. So the road is not in the best shape. It's not terrible, but there's some uneven parts, which I had noticed when I was running out and forgotten about when I was running back. And I couldn't really see him because I only had the red light on just giving me like the dimmest possible glow. And uh, at one point tripped in one of them and I went down, I felt myself falling and made some weird kind of stereotypical falling noise. Oof. <laughs> Oof, probably. Caught myself like hands, hip, leg. Uh, I've got some nice scrapes all over the place. And the next day I was like, why is my wrist so? And it's like, right, because I fell directly on my wrist. It's good that I didn't break anything. It's really good. Yeah, I could have. I mean, I, w- I went down like very hard without a lot of time to prepare. Uh, so that's rare. I don't fall a lot. I mean, I, I try not to run trails where I am likely to fall because I'm clumsy, but uh, that was a tough one. So but, at least no one saw you because that's a crazy time. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like on those, all those runs out there, those 8 p.m. runs, zero cars. I saw zero cars the whole time. And negative number of people walking or running or biking. No, I did see that. Uh, so we have a, as far as I can tell, a pair of key deer that are down there uh so cute yeah they're they're like golden retriever sized deer that's as big as they get and there's a buck down there you know it's like as you know like a 12 point key deer buck so he's like the size of queso (laughs) but skinnier um yeah he's got a big rack antlers for a little deer yeah big rack on that little deer and there's a doe that i've seen around but on one of my first day runs, they have a fawn Aww. now. So there are fawns out now. And uh, they have one. I heard like I was running in the dark and I heard this crashing, uh, which I knew was a deer. It sounds huge. Though. I, they do sound really big. But it's mangroves, right? So like the roots are all above ground. Everything sounds big. But I knew it was a deer. So I turned the headlamp on sort of so I could see, but also just the deer could see what I was. And it was this like tiny little fawn standing there looking at me and it's like what the heck is that thing that's nice if they're reproducing this is a good thing there's only a few hundred of them left yeah no that's right uh there were i think 1100 before hurricane irma and fish and wildlife is like yeah they all were fine and the people who pay a lot of attention are like we probably lost a quarter or a third of them to hurricane Irma." those are the people who know like every deer's name yeah they name them and they count them this was probably bucky yeah the the nice thing about the sugarloaf deer most of the deer are on big pine key um we only have a couple down at sugarloaf it's a really they're super endangered they only live in the florida keys and basically only on like big pine key and a little bit on the surrounding areas so we maybe only have two living on sugarloaf key which is ours um and the ones on big pine are really used to people Right, they're used to being fed. They're used to traffic. They get hit by cars. It's really sad. Ours are really wild, and so it's great for us to have more, because um, we need to expand them out a little bit, so they're not all more in the deer preserve. and more chickens. 
<laughs> I don't know that we need more chicken, though it would make you happy. Need more. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I finished my 48 miles. I made up those two missed 3 a.m. runs or 4 a.m. runs on the second day with my extra mileage. Um, and then skipped the midnight run, which is good because there was lightning at midnight. So I would have, it would have been a risky thing. Um, it was an interesting experience. And one thing I didn't expect out of it is that it made me go, maybe I should try some of those staged ultras or and staged ultra. Um, what's a staged ultra? So this is like, if you've read finding Gobi, I know you haven't, but for people who have, it's where you do like a hundred miles or 120 miles, but you do it over like five days. So basically you run a marathon every day. Oh. The last day you run like 50 miles. And so it's like 25, 25, 25, 25, and then 50. Uh, and so you end up with whatever 150, it depends how you do it. Sometimes they're in mountains. And so you'll have one day that's like only 15 miles, but it takes you like six hours because it's all uphill. But you uh, stop and you rest and you shower and you I don't get know changed. if you get to shower, but you I don't know clothes, how they are. Yeah. Socks. Yeah. I know there, there's some series of them in the U S where you may get to like, stay at a motel, um, finding Gobi, which is the story of the ultra runner who like, it was doing one in China and this little dog just ran a bunch of it with him. Gobi's the Gobi. desert and the dog's name. Uh, those you just camped like intense, uh, which I couldn't do. Like, I don't like roughing it like that. Um, but there are some where I think you do get to kind of, you know, go back to your motel or whatever and spend the night and then go run the next day. And I was impressed with myself and my ability to like get going again. And once I was going, I was fine. Um, now running four miles a bunch of times is different than running a marathon a bunch of times, but it made me think maybe that's a thing that I could do. So who knows if that's in my future. You're certainly putting in the miles. I am. Uh, I was telling dear dad that this attempt at a hundred miles Maybe it'll go great and I'll be like, well, this distance is for me. But the way I feel now and that I definitely felt leading up to the my attempt at the Keys 100 is that the training is a little bit more than I want to be doing. You know, it really is like, you know, like this coming weekend or I've sort of been doing a midweek because it's summer and I have the flexibility, but I have to do a six hour run and a four hour run like back to back days. That's a lot of time. It's kind of all day, both days between like eating and showering and whatever. Um, you know, I'm putting in 50, 60, 70 miles a week. Like it's a little bit more than I want to do. And, and it's the low end of training for a hundred. There's a lot of people who put in more miles than that. And I feel like it's just more than I want. And frankly, when I'm doing the races, like once I get past that 50, 60 mile point, I'm like, I am done. Like <laughs> this is like the optimal setting for me to try at a hundred miles. If I can't, or if I just decide like I'm done because this, this race, they're like, we don't believe in DNFs. Oh, you just get to finish. You get to finish whatever the shorter distance was. So if it's, if I'm like, I'm trying for a hundred and I make it 73 miles, like I did in the keys and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. They're like, good job doing the hundred K. Yeah. The Plus a little extra. Keys did not allow that just because you started 100. And if you don't finish, you're never at the finish. It's a much more hardcore race. I yeah. mean, Bob, the guy who runs the Keys 100, like he's he's run Badwater a bunch of times, which Oof. is like in my mind, I would still really love to run Badwater. He was there this year. I was looking at the Badwater coverage. I was like, oh, it's Bob from the Keys 100. <laughs> like he's a real badass. And 
yeah, they definitely have DNFs in the Keys 100. Uh, so this race, it's my best chance at doing a hundred miles. If it doesn't work, um, we're going to shelve that maybe permanently. Cause I know I can do fifties and hundred Ks and they make me really happy and they deplete me and they're a great challenge, but better kind of all around for life. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Longer is not always better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's hard to have the perspective that like 100K is actually quite a long distance yes. to run, which it doesn't feel like for me anymore. Uh, uh, that's just because my world is warped right now. I just messed up where you think of running four by four by 48 as something. That's just a thing literally to do on do. a Wednesday. Yeah, no. And Thursday. No. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the 4x4x48-ish. It was a fun workout. If you've got a couple days and want to push yourself in a weird way, I would recommend it. But uh, it's hard. Yeah, don't underestimate it. It's four miles only, but you got to do it. You're still running 48 miles. Yeah. 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 You got to do it 12 times. Yeah. It's real tiring. Anyway, I loved it. It was fun. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I finally get to have done it because I keep I kept planning it and then stuff would come up where it wouldn't work because yeah. you really do need like 48 solid hours or maybe, you know, more than that, including sleep afterwards that nobody's going to bother you. And uh, so logistically, it's a little challenging, but it was a, a good time. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you whenever we decide to do another episode. Yep. Bye. Bye.